want to call your attention to a passage of scripture found in Second Kings. Second um, Kings is where we want to call your attention. Um, the first seven verses. I normally don't read this many verses, but um, thank Minister Swanson um, for this. Um, the Lord used her in February, I believe it was, um, to look at this text and to preach and teach from this text. And and ever since then, the Lord has been dealing with me with this text. And um, today he said, go for it. And that's what we intend to do. Um, I just want you to know um, that you don't know when you do what God has for you to do, how God will use you to bless somebody else. Amen. So, Minister Swanson, thank you. Um, for being obedient um, to the Lord. Verse 1, it's on the screen, New Living Translation version. It reads as such. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come threatening to take my sons as slaves. What can I do to help you, Elijah asked. Tell me, what do you have in your house? Nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon, every container Every container, every container, every seat, every believer, every saint, every child of God was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. And when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over. Amen. That concludes the reading of the text. On your way to your seat, can you just look at three people and say the power of empty? All right, some of y'all ain't looked at nobody. Amen. Okay, well, look at me and say it as loud as you can. Amen. 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 Paul Lawrence Dunbar writes We wear the mask that grins and lies. 
It hides our cheeks and shades our eyes. The debts we pay of human guile, with torn and bleeding hearts we smile. But why should we allow the world to be otherwise, in counting all our tears and our sighs? No, let them see us while we smile, for we wear the mask. We smile, but O great Christ, our cries to thee, from tortured soul arise. We sing, but oh, this clay is vile, and beneath thy feet, and the long the mile. But let the world dream otherwise, because we smile while we wear the mask. Paul Lawrence Dunbar writes, and he articulates about the fact that there comes a time in life when you have to smile when you don't feel like it. Anybody ever been there? There comes a point in life when you have to smile when everything is shipwrecked in your life. When it seems as if everything you've tried to do has crumbled beneath your feet and crumbled in your hands and it has not turned out the way you expected it to turn out. He said, sometimes in life we find ourselves smiling, trying to hide the reality of the pain that we're dealing with. Now, I know all of us in here don't have any clue of what Paul is writing about because I know um, there's nobody in here that has ever had to put a fake smile on. There's nobody in here that has ever had to um, smile on the outside while you were crying on the inside. I don't know if there's anybody in here um, that will testify that I'm shouting not because everything is well. I'm shouting because that's the all I have left. I'm I'm shouting not because I did everything right. I'm shouting because I need the Lord to know if he don't come through, I know I'm through. I'm shouting because I recognize I'm at my wit's end. But even though I'm at my wit's end, I put a smile on my face. I stick my shoulders back. I square my shoulders up and I put on a good front because I don't want everybody to know what I'm going through. Come on, is there anybody honest in here right now that would testify? If you really knew what was going on on the inside of me, you wouldn't sit next to me this morning. If you really knew what was going on on the inside of me, you wouldn't deal with me this morning. But the truth of the matter is there comes a time in every life when God will put us in a position or allow us to reach a position where we got to smile even though we don't feel like it. Come on, I want to help somebody in here right now because you may truly be in that situation. You may truly be at your wit's end. You may truly be at a predicament or a point in life where you're about ready to throw in the towel. You've tried everything you know how. Don't tell me to pray because I've been praying. Don't tell me to trust God. I've been trusting God. Don't tell me to read the scripture and don't tell me God will make a way because I've been doing all of that for 15 years and I'm still where I'm at. 
Don't give me the normal church cliche. I need a real God to show up in my real issue and do what I can't do for myself right now. And if you don't understand that just because I'm at my wit's end does not mean I'm saved, I ain't talking to you no way. Because saved people have to go through some things that ordinary people simply won't understand. Is it any real people in here this morning that can testify? I didn't mess up, but I still had to fight my way through some mess. I didn't do it wrong, but I still found out wrong was done to me. And sometimes you can find yourself in a bad predicament, not because of something you did wrong, because that's just the life that you have to live. Will anybody testify in here? Um, sometimes, sometimes you can do it all right and it turn out wrong. See, I believe we'll, we'll bless some folk if we just be honest with some folk in here and tell the truth, man. I tried to do it right. And when I tried to do it right, it still turned out wrong. And you got to understand that just because you do it right don't mean you put God in a headlock. God can do what he wants to do with who he wants to do it, through who he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. And he don't need our permission to do it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to think is right you can look and frown at God or you can celebrate God but God is going to do what he wants to do how he wants to do it when he wants to do it regardless of who approves of it or not and sometimes you learn that you just got to smile your way through come on is it anybody in here that can testify that's what I'm doing right now I'm going to smile my way through because I've discovered for myself I'm already hurt so it ain't going to do me no good to walk around frowned all up. I'm already dealing with it so if I got to deal I'm going to deal with it with joy. Come on, there's some things that are inevitable. We got to quit lying to folk to telling them that if you trust in the Lord, the Lord will make everything all right. He will make everything all right but that don't mean you ain't going to have no sleepless nights. Save people worry too. Come on, y'all, let's tell the truth up in here. I think that's what's wrong with some, some of the folk we deal with. We've given them a false impression of what it means to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. That does not mean we're not, we're, we are exempt from life's issues. That means when we have to deal with life's issues, we don't have to deal with it the same way. The only way I can handle what I'm going through is because I got a God on my side. And the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, and um, we would bless each other more if we just tell the truth. I've been married 18 years, going on 19 years, but all 18 ain't been peaches and cream. Just tell the truth. Come on, I didn't know what it was to be a husband when I first got married. I'm still struggling now. I'm just grateful that I'm better today than I was when I first started. It ain't always been peaches and creeds. There have been times where she wanted to cut me and I wanted to cut her. By the grace of God, we are still together. We can't act like we here because we've been so holy and because we did everything not right. No, we're only here because God has kept us together. 
And but by the grace of God, we won't make it another day or another further. You got to be honest with yourself. There's some things that you got to deal with in life. But the only reason you can handle what you're going through is because you got a God that told you, I will fight your battles. Come on, I'm talking to somebody up in here. Your problem, my problem is we've been trying to do the fight. And the Lord said, let it go so I can handle it for you. Take your hands off so I can put my hands on. Take your mouth off of it and put prayer on it and watch me handle it for you. He shares with us, Demetra, that in every life there will come a time where you find yourself running on empty. Come on, anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been there? You, you are running on fumes. You are running at the very end. You are about to tap out. You are about to give up. You're about to quit. You're about to run out. You will find yourself running on empty. But can I bless you real quick just in case you see your little blinking light on? You know you know that little light flashing um, and saying that you on E? Hello, somebody. Can I tell you that God will give you power on empty? Um, yeah, I'll say it again. God will give you power on empty. I'll say it one more time. God will give you power on empty. I feel better, D. God will give you power on empty. D, I feel it. God will give you power on empty. How do you know? Because I've been empty before. And somebody can testify if he did it before, he can Come on, help me say this in here this morning. We serve a God that can handle any situation. And so, in every life, you will eventually come to a time where you find yourself running on empty. But the danger of running on empty is that if you stay there too long, it will become a familiar way of life. Come here, let me help you real quick because there are so many of us who have made the drastic mistake of staying on empty for too long, of staying in lack for too long, of staying in a depressed state for too long. And if you stay there too long, you will make that your new normal. Did you hear what I just said? You, you can't hang out there because being on empty relates to having a lack of resources. Um, being on empty relates to lowering your standards. And being on empty relates to limiting your imagination. And I need you to understand that our problem is, is because I'm down and my mama was down and my grandmother was down. I think down is where I belong. But I come by to tell you the devil is a lie. We don't have to pass on generational being down, generational emptiness, generational lack generational why y'all looking at me strange um, because you gotta recognize down ain't nothing but a mindset hello somebody because if you are at the bottom then you ought to have the mindset ain't nowhere for me to go but up so since I'm headed up I can go up with a smile hello on my face because I can't get no lower than what I am and even if I am at the bottom floor I'm still here See, you should have shot it right there because I don't have no money, but I'm still here. I don't have no honey, but I'm still here. I don't have no job, but I'm still here. My health is failing, but I'm still here. My life, it seems to be crumbling, but I'm still here. Things are not working out the way I expect them to work out, but I'm still here. Don't have as much as I used to have, but I'm still here. Ain't young as I used to be, but I'm still here. Can't do the stuff I used to do, but I'm still here. Can I tell God thank you? Because 
because my shout today is I'm still here. Is it anybody that will take 13 seconds and just give God glory because you're still here. Made some mistakes, but I'm still here. Didn't cross every T. Didn't dot every I. Didn't always say the right thing, do the right thing, go to the right places. But can I testify in here this morning? I'm thanking God that I'm still here. Come on, who happy to still be here? Who grateful to still be here? Who want to tell God you appreciate him because you're still here? Tell him thank you because he could have let you go a long, a long time ago. And I'm so glad I serve a God that if I let him go, he won't let me go. Come on, 13 seconds, man. You know where you come from. 13 seconds. You know you have to raise them children by yourself. 13 seconds. You know you have to cross through hell's highway to get to where you are, but you still here. Can anybody just thank the Lord? I may not have much, but I'm still here. <laughs> hate on me, hate on me, hater. I'm still here. Talk about me all you want, lie on me all you want, scandalize my name all you want, put all my business up, up and down the highway all you want, point out my flaws, my faults, and my shortcomings all you want, but at the end of that, make sure you qualify by saying, I'm still here. Can I tell you how you make the devil mad? Every day you get up, you say, I'm still here, because what the devil meant for evil... Did anybody come to have church this morning? I said, what the devil meant for evil. Won't he do it? I ain't there yet. God places this woman here in 2 Kings to show us not the negative side of being empty but rather the power of being empty um, so that everyone that feels that they are running or living on empty will come to know that empty with God is not the end Um, come here, you may be empty with man, but I ain't hanging out with man. I ain't trusting in man. I ain't depending on man. Empty with God is not the end. It's just the beginning. And sometimes God will let you get empty that you'll bump into him. God has the ability to bless you in a mind-blowing way. When you reach the point of empty, when this woman discovered she was running on empty, can I tell you what it did? It drove her to the presence of God. If you're taking notes on the back of your page, you'll see that's point number one. It says being on empty will drive you to the presence of God. Can I bless you, Miss Jackie? Anything that drives you to the presence of God, you ought to take time to tell it thank you because that's right where you need to be. Come on, come on, come on, testify up in here. You wouldn't know him like you know him if you hadn't gone through what you had to go through. 
Come on, you wouldn't call on him like you call on him now if they didn't walk out, if the creditors didn't walk in, if the lights wasn't cut off, if the job wasn't depleted, if you didn't have to go through what you had to go through, you wouldn't trust him like you trust him. Can I tell you what God used? He used that situation to put you back in his presence. And baby, anything that puts me in the presence of God, I want to take 13 more seconds and tell every one of my issues, my trials, my circumstances, my trouble, my tribulation, my people that got on my everlasting nerves. I want to take 13 seconds to tell the Lord, thank you for each and every one of them because every time they did what they did, I ran back to the presence of God. How many, how, how many know, how many know you can't help but be blessed when you're in his presence? Come on, how many know, how many know you can't help, you can't help but be thankful when you're in his presence? Come on, how many know that when you're in his presence, you can't help but give God glory because you recognize anytime you're in the presence of God, you're in the presence of everything you need. Oh, y'all ain't got holy on me, huh? Um, y'all shouted out already. Don't worry about it, Wallace. I got a few more in me. Um, it simply lets me know. It simply lets me know that anytime we find ourselves in the presence of God, we are right where we need to be. In the text, Elisha represents the presence of God. Can I bless you real quick, Sister Washington? Um, anytime you find yourself running on empty, you ought to thank God because empty places you in the presence of God. Secondly, here's what empty does. Empty will bump you into the covering of God. See, if you ain't never been empty, you don't know he can cover you. <laughs> if you ain't never been broke, you don't know he can put you back together. If you ain't never been sick, you don't know he's a healer. If you ain't never been in court, you don't know he's a lawyer in a courtroom. If you ain't never been in the hospital, you don't know he's a doctor in a sick room. If you ain't never been hungry, you don't know he's bread to a starving land. If you ain't never been thirsty, you don't know he's water to the thirsty. If you always had your mom and daddy, you don't know he's a mother to the motherless and a father to the fatherless. You don't know until you go through what you had to go through and then you'll discover he will cover you. No, notice the text notice the text notice the text because bk the text says the text says that when the widow woman got to elisha she says to elisha she says my husband who served you did you hear that i, I want you to see that um she says to elisha she says to elisha my husband um who served you um we are never told about the woman's relationship with god um but the text points out that the husband had a relationship with God. Um, come here. That's important for us to understand um, because the husband represents the spiritual covering for the family. Um, come here. I need you to bless you um, real quick because you need to understand that there's a covering that must be on your family. And, and, and many of us struggle because we don't have the proper covering on our families. And she understood that she had a covering on her family. But remember, she's called a widow woman. Hello, somebody. Remember, she's not called the, the wife of, sis, of brother so-and-so. She's called a widow woman. And if she's called a widow woman, that means the man she was married to has 
has now died. But notice when she gets to Elisha, she only reminds Elisha that the man that she was married to that has now died, he still, hello somebody, served you. Um, and, and that lets me know that she understood some things about God because she knew that not only was her husband the spiritual covering um, for her family, but her husband was also the financial covering for her family. And when he died, it appears that the covering had died also. But you got to recognize that God will use any vessel he chooses to use. But don't mistake the vessel with being God. Hello, somebody. Don't don't mistake the resource with being the source. Amen. And she she goes to Elisha, who represents the presence of God, and she says to Elisha, now listen, um, I've got an issue in my life, and here is the issue in my life. And before I tell you my issue, let me remind you who I am. I am the widow of a man that served God. And can I bless you real quick? That's why you better watch who you connect to, because if you connect to somebody that's not connected to God, you're going to find yourself without the proper connection. And this woman shows up her husband has dead is died and gone and yet she shows up and says she says now listen you represent the presence of God but I need you to recognize I don't need just his presence I need his covering and let me show you how I get his covering I get his covering because I know I was connected to the right one um, let me raise this question to you real quick who are you connected to um, because if you are not connected to someone that's connected to God, then you're going to find yourself running out in a few days and not having what you need. But when you have been in the right and proper connections, God will always see you through what you are going through. Now, don't get it twisted, y'all, because God will let you know you can be single and still be covered. Hello, somebody, um, because I need you to understand my covering is not in a man. My covering is in the man and he may come through a man but my blessings don't come from a man it comes from the man but that's why I've got to be connected to somebody that's connected to him hello somebody and let me raise this question to you right now is there anybody in here that would admit that I've gotten trouble a couple of times because I connected with some things and some people that was not connected to him and it didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out but this woman shows up and she says I know need a blessing from God but I can't get it unless you recognize that I need the covering of God and the reason I need the covering of God is because I was connected to a man that served God and can I bless you real quick that's why you gotta watch how you walk in this thing called life because your child my child may need a holy hookup and God may look at your walk to determine whether or not he gonna bless your child or my child see I got one in Dallas one in San Antonio, one that be in Stafford, Missouri City, my wife be at Memorial City and they may need a ho holy hookup from the Lord and here I am in Pearland cutting the fool and the Lord look at me cutting the fool in Pearland and say now you got one in Dallas, one in San Antonio, one in Stafford, Missouri City and then you got another that Memorial Herman and all of a sudden they need a holy hookup but I ain't giving them the holy hookup because you cutting the fool in Pearland can I tell you what I will do I would not ever be able to forgive myself if I can't 
came to find out my child, my family didn't get blessed because of my foolishness. But on the flip side, if I live right and they are cutting the fool wherever they are, God will bless them not because of what they're doing, but he'll bless them because they're connected to somebody that's trying to serve him, that's trying to glorify him, that's trying to magnify him, that's trying to love on him, that's trying to appreciate him, and that's why you here now. You say it all the time. I'm here because I had a praying grandmama. Can I tell you what your grandmama was doing? She was providing a connection for you that when you could not connect yourself, you can do what we call in 2019. You can use my hot spot to get what you need. Can I raise this question up in here? Can God use you to be a hot spot for somebody else who don't have no connection? Can we share? Hello, somebody. Can we share communication lines right now to get what we need from the Lord? This woman said, I ain't telling you about my walk with the Lord. Let me tell you who I was connected to. And just in case you forgot, he is somebody that served you. Um, I knew I wasn't going to get a whole lot of amens right there because um, I can testify I've done some things I should not have done. I've gone some places I should not have gone. I've said some things and done some things that I should not have said or done. And I pray that God has not held that against my family. Hello, somebody. And that's why I give him everything I have now. Listen, I can't do nothing about yesterday, but I can start right now and give him everything I got. That's what I'm talking to you right now. You can start right now and give him everything I have. Come on. You can start right now and give him everything you have. You can't take back the words you said. You can't take back the deeds you've done. You can't clean up the spilled milk that's already out the cotton. But all you can do is make sure that mess don't stink as bad as it really could. So you gotta every now and then go back to God and say God I know I've made some mistakes in my life but for the sake of my children can you give me one more chance for the sake of my family can you give me one more chance for the sake of my loved ones can you give me one more chance because when you read the text this woman's trouble was her husband had died and when her husband died her money had dried up and can I tell you one more thing before I shout myself out of here brother Chester Swanson I also had a problem with the text I ain't say I had a problem with God. I said I had a problem with the text. And the reason I had a problem with the text is because this woman points out the fact that she was connected to a man who was connected to God. In other words, this man was a priest. This man was a prophet. This man was a servant of God. This man was a deacon. This man was a chairman. This man was a president. This man served God. And I had a problem with the fact that when this man gave his life to God and he dies, the Bible says now she is a widow. And I have a problem with the fact that the church community let this widow get to a situation that now her children are about to be taken into slavery because she can't pay her debts. 
I knew I won't get no amens right there. Um, because the Bible lets us know that we're supposed to take care of those that are in our community. And just in case you are one of them smart Bible people that say, no, no, the Bible says that the family should take care of the widow. That is, if there is a family available to take care of the widow. And since this widow is about to lose her child, her children into slavery because of the debts that her husband owed, it's obvious that she didn't have family to take up the debt and to take the place of the husband. So my question is, where was the church community that should have been there to make sure that when you ate, she ate. When they went, you, why y'all looking at me strange? Because our problem is God will bless us above and beyond what we need and we too busy trying to find out how many more dresses we can buy, how many more shoes we can buy, how many more cars we can buy. When your neighbor sitting right next to you don't have food on their table to go eat tonight and instead of you blessing them without telling nobody, without putting it on social media, without blasting their business on the so why y'all looking at me strange? Because I laugh at these folk that everything they do for somebody, they got to let the world know about it. No, that's between you and the God you serve. Somebody should have showed up and said, baby, let me tell you, every time I have, just know you have. Wasn't going to get no amens right there. Don't worry about it. I brought my own amen because I know that's how we're supposed to do. We are supposed to take care of one another. The original welfare system was the system that the village looked out for the village. Okay, now I ain't going to get no amens. Um, um, y'all ain't old enough to know this, but when your great, great, great grandfather killed the hog, the whole community ate off the hog. You, you get what I'm saying? Um, um, mama used to say, now listen, um, take some of this meal down to Sally and give Sally some of this meal and tell her to fix them boys some hot water cornbread and, and have a good night. And, and our problem is we so tight and stingy. <laughs> um, let me keep moving because I ain't going to get no amens. I'm finna, I'm finna run them out of here. Um, um, and I need y'all to say amen. But, 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 but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's a doggone shame that a church member got to put a GoFundMe page up to bury their loved one. What you think we here for? Oh, I knew it was going to get quiet right there. Yeah, they should have ins had burial insurance, but they didn't. Yeah, they should have made proper provisions, but they didn't. Come on, and before you point the finger at them, there's some stuff you should have did, but you didn't. But God kept on hooking you up too. No, I won't get no amens right there. Let me get up out of here. Um, she points to the fact that Elijah represents the, the presence of God. And then she lets us know because of who she was connected to, it represented the covering of God. And I need you to make sure that you are connected to the right people in your life. Because if you got a circle and that circle ain't connected to God, you better move from that circle. If you hanging with folk that always try to make you miss church and skip church, you better find you some more folk to hang with. Y'all better hear me. Um, um, because you need folk that's going to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. 
If every time you mention church, they frown up and, oh, here you go again, that means you need to hook up with somebody else. Um, because you strong today, but you don't know what tomorrow going to bring. And you may be the weak one tomorrow, and you're going to need the folk that you connected to to be strong while you weak. And so the text will have us to know, and I'm getting out your way. Um, the text will have us to know that the situation arose that this woman was running on empty. She was about to lose everything she had because um, the way the manners and customs was at that time, if you were in debt, that they, the creditors could come and collect. And they could collect from the standpoint of they could take your children into slavery and let them work off your debt, which is to say that she would have probably never seen her children again because the only way she can get the children back is in the year of Jubilee when they relieve or, or forgive all debts. But the problem is, um, Deacon, is that the year of Jubilee only comes every 50 years. Um, so she would have to wait approximately 50 years to get back to her children, which means she probably would have been dead and gone by the time the year of Jubilee showed up. So she was about to not only lose her children, she was about to lose everything she had because she already had to deal with the grief of bearing her husband she always has to deal with the problems of all this debt and now she's got to look in the face of her children knowing that her children are about to be taken away into slavery hello somebody but I'm so glad that I serve a God that always shows up right on time after being empty for so long Elijah says to this woman I tell you what just tell me what you have in your house that's all I need to know. And you know she's been down a long time, Marsha, because the first thing she says is nothing. Read the text. I promise you I ain't making it up. He says, tell me what you have in your house. And the first thing that comes out of her mouth to her is nothing. Because sometimes you down so long, you don't even recognize how negative you have gotten. You ever met anybody that's so negative? I don't care what's going on. They got to find something negative to say first thing they say. She says nothing. But after being empty so long, it's easy to become negative. It's easy to become one of those people that see the worst before you can see the blessed. So the, the, we see that we become so focused on what we don't have that we miss the blessings in what we have left. So she says, she says, I have nothing but a little oil. I don't have nothing but a little oil and, and all I have is this little oil and uh, what she missed was what oil represents can, can, I, can I help you and I'm getting out your way I don't need but a few more minutes um, and then I'm getting out your way um, the oil represents the anointing of God did you hear what I just said um, oil represents the anointing of God oil represents the spirit of God which is to say Kiki that what while she was running around focusing on what she didn't have she missed what she already had <laughs> did y'all hear what I just said um, she was she was focusing on the fact that it appeared that she was out of everything. It appeared she was about to lose everything. But what she missed was while she was running on empty, she was running and being covered by the spirit of God, by the presence of God, by the anointed God of God while she was empty. 
Y'all missed it, so let me give you this story. True story, Danita. It blew my mind um, when the Lord brought it back to my remembrance. Um, I, I was riding my motorcycle one time, and I had taken off on my motorcycle, and I'm just going, having fun. You know how you do on a motorcycle. But all of a sudden, um, um, my motorcycle started putting, sputting, and putting, and it wouldn't go, and it started losing power. I said, uh-oh, there seems to be a problem here. Come to find out, I had run out of gas. And, uh, you know, they, y'all don't know this, but there used to be a time when they had made motorcycles and they didn't put a gas gauge on the motorcycle, so you didn't know how much gas you had. But anyhow, and so I'm riding on the motorcycle. Here I am on the highway, and I run out of gas. I'm on the side of the road, and I'm here for about an hour. And this before the time of cell phone, so I couldn't call nobody, couldn't get AAA, couldn't do like we do today. Um, so here I am on the side of the road for about an hour, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden, this truck pulls up, and it has a Confederate flag in it, and it has a dude in here who has a bandana on it. I say, this truck pulls up, it has a Confederate flag on it. It has a dude with a bandana on there, and his neck was full of colors. Hello, somebody. It's a dude with a truck pulls up with a Confederate flag. He had a bandana on his head. His neck had some colors on it. You figure it out. And I'm looking at him like, okay, it's going down. Okay, I'm on the side of the road. I'm out of gas. And this fella say, hey, buddy, look like you got a problem. I say, yeah, I got a problem. He say, what seems to be the problem? I say, I think I ran out of gas. He looks at the bike. He says, yeah, you look like you might have run out of gas. He say, but have you have you flipped that switch right there? I say, what switch? He say, that switch right there. And I looked at the switch. He say, see, um, this switch right here turns it to what's called the reserve tank. <laughs> I say, the what? He say, the reserve tank. He say, on this bike, you have a regular tank, but when that tank gets empty, just in case you run out of gas, because ain't no gas gauge on here, they built in what's called a reserve tank that all you got to do is flip the switch, and when you flip the switch, you start using what was already there that you did not know was there that was in there just in case of an emergency like this. I looked at that brother with the with the Confederate flag and the bandana and the neck full of colors. I say, man, I so appreciate you. Can I pay you? He said, no, Jesus paid it all. <laughs> Can I tell you why you better not judge a book by its cover? Because God will send you a blessing in an unexpected place through unexpected people and let you know that what you've been looking for, you already had it a long time ago. And some of us can testify the reason I'm still here is because I've been rolling on a reserve tank called the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit in your life, this brother will testify you may not have much, but you got enough. Can you bless somebody right now? I say take your hand, put it in their hand. And shake their hand and say, baby, you got enough. I say, can you bless somebody right now? Put your hand in their hand and let them know that because of the Holy Spirit, you already have enough. I say, can you put your hand in somebody else's hand and shake their hand and let them know, baby, because God is already on your side. You've got enough. And if you don't do anything else, thank God for 
about what you have left because whatever you have left is enough for God to use. Can I get out of your way right now? But if you running on empty, you ought to start telling the Lord, thank you. If you think your road has come to an end, you ought to start telling the Lord, thank you. If you think your life is crumbling before your face, you ought to start telling the Lord, thank you. Because I serve a God who lives in a reserve tank. Do you know what that reserve tank is? It's called the Holy Spirit. And on a hill called Calvary, God put something in my reserve tank that I cannot run out of. It's Holy Ghost power. It's saving power. It's redeeming power. It's covering power. It's hallelujah power. Is there anybody in here that don't want to tell the Lord thank you? Is there anybody in here that's got a reason to praise the Lord? Is there anybody in here that can testify? Ain't got much, but I got some oil on me. Ain't got much, but I got the spirit with me. Ain't got much, but I got a little oil left. And what oil I have left is enough for the Lord to use. Can you lift your hands up in here and say, Lord, it belongs to you. Lord, you can have it all. Lord, I'm placing it in your hand. Lord, I'm placing them in your hand. Lord, I'm placing this in your hand. Lord, I'm placing that in your hand. Because Lord, I know it's in your hand. It's enough. When you lay your hand in the air, I say wave them like you just don't care. If you know God is able to do anything but fail, why don't you tell somebody? I say if you know that God is able to do anything but fail, why don't you wave your hands in the place and say can't nobody you want me to say it for you? I say, why don't you wave your hands in the air if you tried him for yourself? If he's made a way out of no way, if he brought you through some things, if he's let you out of some stuff, if he's turned your life around, if he's healed your body, if he saved your soul, if he brought you back from eternal damnation, somebody can testify, can't nobody... I'm just trying to see who the folk that can testify. Been empty before, but God came through. Been down before, but God picked me up. Been broke before, but God put me back together. Been out before, but God brought me back in. Been in the hospital before, but he brought me out. Had a disease before, but he cured my disease. And if he didn't cure my disease, I'm living with what a whole lot of folk have died with. And I want to tell the Lord, I got to tell him thank you. Because when I got on empty, I bumped into your presence. Thank you. Because when I got on empty, you reminded me that you had me covered. Thank you. Because when I got on empty, you reminded me that you had a reserve tank with my name on it. And that's why I got to testify. I got to tell the Lord, thank you. Is it anything for folk in the house? Is it anybody don't mind praising the Lord? Is it anybody that know he is worthy? Is it anybody know that he will come through? Is it anybody know he will make a way out of no way? Is it anybody in here that can testify? I tried Jesus and he always comes through. Is it any praises in the house? If the Lord has been good to you, if the Lord has turned your life around, if the Lord has 
we've held your family together. If the Lord has said it on your behalf, why don't you help me celebrate and tell the Lord thank you. Ain't the Lord all right? I said, ain't the Lord all right? I said, won't he come through? I said, won't he work it out? I said, won't he turn it around? Well, if anybody's in the house that know he's been good to you, why don't you lift your hands and just start telling the Lord, thank you. Just telling the Lord, thank you. Just praise him right where you are because you know he's been good to you. I'm done right now, but I'm about to tell the Lord, thank you for being so good to me. Thank you for seeing me through that storm. Thank you for turning my life around. Thank you for holding my family together. Thank you for healing my sick body. Thank you for cooling my sick mind. Thank you for being so good to me. If the Lord has been good to you, why don't you help me? Why don't you help me? Why don't you help me testify in here? Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Because the Lord. Because the Lord has been good to me. Because the Lord has made a way out of nowhere. Because the Lord has brought me out. Is there anybody in here that can testify? He brought me out. If he brought you out, meet me at the altar. Because I want to have a Holy Ghost party. I want to have a cloud of witnesses that will tell the world, he did it, didn't he do it? He did it, didn't he do it? He fixed it, didn't he fix it? He settled it, didn't he settle it? He healed you, didn't he heal you? He raised you, didn't he raise you? He kept you, didn't he kept you? He delivered you, didn't he deliver you? Somebody ought to testify. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He's worthy. He's worthy. Do you know? He's worthy. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Tell him thank you.
Come on, touch somebody. Everybody touch somebody. Somebody in here is empty right now. Somebody's struggling right now. Someone's battling right now. Somebody think that the Lord is mad at you. No, he's not mad at you. He's positioning you to draw nearer to him. There's a breakthrough. There's a deliverance. There's a covering. You want to know why? There's some oil left. Lord, we thank you. We bless you for this body of believers right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I lift them up unto you right now. Some are sick in their bodies, battling some things that are difficult to deal with. Oh, but what's tough for man is so easy for you. Lord, strengthen their heart, their minds, and let them know that you have them in the power of your hands. This too shall pass. Someone struggling right now, embarrassed about what they're dealing with. Let them know, oh God, you're right there with them. We need you now. I lift every member in here right now up unto you. Everyone under the sound of my voice, oh God, let them know you're able. Their family will be fine. Their situation will be okay. Whatever adjustments that need to be made, give them the strength to make them adjustments in a, in a spirit of joy and tranquility, knowing, though, God, that you are right there to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that they could ever ask, imagine, or think. And you've only set them up to use them as a witness to somebody else that you're able I thank you for one right now draw us nearer unto you that we'll be a body of believers that believe in serving you trusting you and encouraging one another oh God in this walk of faith thank you for every home that's represented we lift our children up unto you would you strengthen their minds and their dissolve their resolve right now, oh God, to know that they are your children. Give us the words to say to encourage them and uplift them. Give us the capacity to give them the straight, uncut truth that'll bless their lives. Most of all, let us know what seems to be empty with man is just the beginning with you. Oh, because that third day morning, it looked like Jesus was through. But the Bible says you raised him from the dead. We thank you right now. We love you and we lift you. In Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. Squeeze some hand and say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's just the beginning. In Jesus' name. Your breakthrough is coming. Squeeze some hand. In Jesus' name. Your miracle is here in Jesus' name.
your healing is here. In Jesus' name. You cause walls to fall with your power. Perform miracles. Yes. There is nothing that's impossible. And I'm standing here yeah. only because you make you move mountains. You cause walls to fall with your power. Perform miracles. There is nothing that's impossible. And I'm standing because you made you made a way you made a way you made a way you made a way, you made a way. don't know how but you did it, yeah. made a way, don't know how, but you did it, made a way, don't know how, but I'm grateful. 